0: Thank you, Father, for how you've been with us this morning. Thank you for everything that you've said already. Thank you for the beauty that it is being with you, that like everything that has been said already is so relevant to what I want to say today, to what I believe you want to say. And I just lay it all down, Lord. Let it be your words. Speak to us, impact us right into our hearts, Lord. Amen so it's a bit blinding up here it's wear sunglasses <laughs> thanks okay so who i just first i want to say who is excited about where we are the last few months for some reason i i felt like fusion in may was a turning point for us and i think we just of like speeding forward God is with us, he is staring us. sorry, I keep wanting to mess with my hair because this is um and I just he's really staring us, he's really impacting us, and he's really calling us on, and I think that's just so good, and I like I can't make my face smiley enough to get that across, <laughs> but i and as everybody who's up here we week keeps saying, we want to remind ourselves that we, this, we haven't done a topic and we're moving on to another topic. Actually, we, were, we went through a time of learning how to lay ourselves down, learning how to recognize idols in our lives and how to give them over to God, how to topple those idols. And, and it's like we're doing this and we're just adding this in. We're learning now how to rest in the spirit and learning what God can do through us. So I'm going to read from 1 Corinthians 12 today, verses 4 to 11. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom wisdom So the gifts that we're going to look at today are called revelatory gifts because they are about where the Holy Spirit reveals something, and they are word of wisdom, word of knowledge, prophecy, and discernment, which all of them are brilliant, all of them, like I could stay here all week, but you know. (laughs) So word of wisdom is being able to understand God's word and his will and applying that to situations in life. It's wisdom revealed by the spirit. These are supernatural gifts, so it's not what you learn from books. And it brings understanding and a righteous perspective to a specific situation. Discerning of spirits is the supernatural ability to know whether something is of God, of the devil, of man, or of the world. And I could spend forever there, but that's what that is. Prophecy. 1 Corinthians 14 says, Pursue love yet desire earnestly spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. For one who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands, but in his spirit he speaks mysteries. But the one who prophesies speaks to men for edification, exhortation, and consolation. One who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but one who prophesies edifies the church. Last time Angela Kem was with us, she reminded us that With prophecy, we see the gold in people, and it may be hidden under lots of layers of coal and dirt, but by the Spirit, we see it, and we call it out through those layers. We see a person's current brokenness, but we call them by a new name. And Jesus did this in the Bible. He saw Simon, which means broken reed, and he called him Simon Peter, which means rock It's about edification, exhortation, and consolation, which is to build up, to call near, and to cheer up. God isn't punishing people into purity, and that's not what we should be doing either. We don't use these gifts for those things. We use them to call the gold out. Um, If you know the story in Ezekiel 37 of the Valley of Dry Bones, this gives us a good picture of what prophecy is for, what the prophetic does. It's to bring life, not to take life away. We see reality. We don't deny reality, but we bring a kingdom perspective. What we do is we bring Jesus into that situation. And then, and then he does a work in them. He will convict them of things that they need convicting them of. He will draw them on. He will cause them, as they have their sights on him, to let all of this stuff fall away. But but we're not talking about prophecy either. I love love prophecy. We could stay there. But I just wanted to whet your appetite for later in the series. Yay. So obviously then we're looking at Word of Knowledge today, which is like, they're awesome. As I've been preparing, I'm like, oh, my life, they're so brilliant. To see, like, actually what God does with Word of Knowledge is he, he just goes, I see you. And I see your situation. I see what it is that you're... Sometimes we're not even going to him about it. Like, we're not even that far along. And he says, I see you. I want to connect with you. And I want to do a miracle in this. So I'm really excited. And I've been praying that God will unlock something. And that he will give you a thirst for these. And that you'll see what a powerful interaction they are between God and mankind. So, what are they then? So, the basic thing is a word of knowledge is knowing something that you couldn't know in and of yourself or by your own senses. They are revealed by the Holy Spirit and are often to do with healing, but not all the time. So, you, I'm going to tell you some of the ways that you can receive them because, do you know what, you might be receiving some and you don't even realize, so <laughs> that's the way it can be. It can be by feeling, so you might get a physical pain or emotion that you don't usually have. Um, and sometimes you're not sure. Sometimes you're like, oh, my shoulder is aching. Like, is my shoulder aching? Or are you trying to say something, God? Um, and just don't get bogged down in that. It's not worth worrying over. If you're unsure, just give it. You don't, like, you don't have to stand up here all confident Just try it, because the truth is, if you miss the mark and it wasn't a word of knowledge, nothing dreadful is going to happen. But if it was a word of knowledge, just imagine where that could go and what God could do. And that's what we need to set our sights on to give us the courage. Um, Also, don't worry if you give a word of knowledge and it doesn't seem like anyone's responding, that's okay. We have had times here actually where somebody in the congregation then during the week has met somebody who has the needs that was spoken about in the word of knowledge. And because they heard it on the Sunday, they've then had the courage to speak to the person about it and pray about it. So it's like God promises to bring all things together for good. And he does. It's good. God is good. I love that song. Yeah. Um, So, and just on that point, one of the most, like, memorable words of knowledge I had, um, just before we started the meeting, I'd been in the foyer when we had the bookstore out there, and I crouched down to look at a book on the bottom shelf, and as I stood up, I just went just a tiny bit dizzy, which you're like, well, that's normal, like, standard, get a bit lightheaded, just stood up too fast, but in the worship, I just it just stuck with me and so i gave it as a word of knowledge and it was for somebody who actually at that time did have a very serious illness and dizzy spells had been um the main symptoms so far so just be brave be brave um sometimes so sometimes you will have pain and then you think a word as well, and you think they join it. So I had a thing with my throat a little while ago, and it was sore, and Aunt was like, oh, how's your throat? And I'm like, it's really sore, but it's really weird. It's not like a normal sore throat, and I couldn't put my finger on what was going on. And then it got better within a few days, but then on the next Sunday, my throat was really sore, and it was him who was like, uh, your throat's sore, and it's Sunday. And it got sore last week on Sunday. He's like, huh? So, so I was like, "Ah, oh, okay. So, and then in worship, I thought that God was saying something about a voice box. And like, like, I knew your voice box is like here somewhere. And I was like, my throat's sore here. Is that where your voice box is? I don't know. So I asked somebody, they were like, I don't know, what are you asking me that for? I was like, just never mind. Um, but you know what, I was like, well, I think that God is speaking, and so I got up and I shared it, and it was for somebody. So the basic message is just don't worry, don't worry, it doesn't matter, it, like it all comes good in the end. You can read them, uh, some people will see a word written across somebody, or written across the wall, or they'll see a newspaper headline, or... Uh, people have read medical charts and things, um, and just to show a different way that words and knowledge are used by God. Um, quite a few years ago now, Mark Thorne gave a word here that God was changing people, some people's names that day, and I heard the word Mary, and I was, I was like, what? It's nice, and I know some lovely people called Mary, but I've never wanted to be called Mary. God, like what? Like, that's not what I would have chosen. So, but when I went home and I was looking at what the name means, actually, part of the meaning of the name Mary is beloved. And now I was like, oh, yes. God is calling me his beloved. And then a few weeks later, I was away visiting friends. And at their church, somebody came to me and said they could see the word beloved written across my forehead. So, that's another way. And it's, like, just... Like, when you're all worried and afraid about having to step out, just think about the effect on the other person. It's beautiful, and it, has, it can have a really deep effect on them. You might see something, a picture or a vision of, like, literally anything. And I think the point is, these words of knowledge are personal, and so you might think what you're seeing is so random, and it makes no sense at all, but it will to that person. God knows that person intimately, and so he knows what is going to make them, have a, what is going to have an effect on them. You might dream them, you might have a dream, and then the dream gives you courage to then speak to the person. You might experience, um, I heard a story about a lady picking up the phone and she picked the phone up and put it to her ear. And she could hear a conversation going on. And she was reminded of this in church the next week. And so she brought it as a word of knowledge. And from that word of knowledge, somebody's marriage was saved. So I just so that's what they are. And I just wanted to tell you a little bit of my journey. Not because I've made it. I've, I think, Like, I've journeyed this far, and now have to, you know, a long way to go, but for me, I know that hearing other people's journeys really helps me. So if we look back about six years or so, I remember sitting with friends, and I was like, oh, you know what, I just, we were at a prophetic conference, and I was like, I don't even know why I'm here. I'm not actually prophetic, you know. Um, so if that's where you are today, there is hope. <laughs> lots of hope and at first I would literally have one word like not one word of knowledge or one prophecy one word and of course I would be way too scared to do anything with that one word because what if it doesn't mean anything what if I just say does this word mean anything to you and then there's like echoes of silence like (laughs) but um I think there are two things that have really, really helped my growth. Um, The first would be letting God work in me, and the second would be being around others, especially those who are further ahead than me. So we let God work in us. These gifts aren't given on merit. They're not given because you're good or because you work hard. God will speak through us despite all the issues that we have. But when we have insecurities and fears and when we have all this junk, we hide, don't we? We have a wound. We know it's sore. And God comes to us gently and he's like, I want to heal your wound. And we, and we go, no, no, you're hurting me. You're hurting me. Get away. And so we block him out and we build walls. And the trouble is when we build walls, we can't hear him well because we've built the wall in front of us and he is outside of the wall. And so they can hinder us. In community is where and how our best growth will come, I believe. Um, We can be encouraged by others. They can spare us on. Um, They can help us have the courage to step out. And I really would encourage you, if you don't have somebody right now, then find somebody because it is such a good thing to do. It will help you so much. And those of you who are a bit further ahead i would encourage you to find somebody to pour into because it is powerful i that and that's how i started off i basically like just followed somebody around <laughs> wherever they went <laughs> watched how they prayed watched how they listened like soaked it all in and then and then as you as you're they're listening you suddenly realize oh my life they prayed my one little word <laughs> And so then you get brave and somewhere along the line, you will go, "Uh, I think God is saying this. Does it mean anything to you? And you just, when you start to do it, that's how you see that actually you are hearing God and that gives you more courage for the next time. So take what you've got and step out. Don't worry about what might not happen because it's not going to be that bad. Don't worry about, don't worry if people say no. If you give a word to someone and they're like, I don't, I don't feel that's for me at all, that's okay too. That's not a reflection on you. Um, it's not a rejection of you. There are so many reasons someone could say no. Maybe we did miss here. But that's okay. Because next time you'll listen a bit more carefully, won't you? So you will grow a bit from there. Maybe you were spot on and you've touched something that they don't want to deal with right now. And that's okay. Part of loving people is allowing them to give the response that they want to give. We allow them to be who they are right then. We don't have to cling on to it. Because these words are God's. And they're his responsibility. He is capable. And he will drive that word in where it needs to go. And he is on their case. So we, can, like, we just get to love them. We don't have to do that hard stuff. We also need to love ourselves. Mark 12, 31 says, love your neighbor as yourself. So you need to love yourself in order to love your neighbor. I found it way too easy to tip over into self-hatred rather than self-love. And the truth is, yes, I used to be dead in my sins. I was wicked and hostile towards God. But even while I was a sinner, Christ died for me. He gave me life. He raised me up and seated me in heavenly places with him. He put his righteousness upon me. He justified me. He made me holy. I am clean. Because of the cross, I am made worthy. I am seated with him, and I am no longer a servant, but he calls me friend. I can know his thoughts, and I can be his hands and feet in a troubled world. And I, I wanted to say if... If you're here today and you don't know what Christ has done for you, then come and find out. Come and speak to us because the truth is that you have a heavenly father who created you, who loves you and he wants you, and Jesus died for you and he wants to know you. So God obviously knows the gold that he put in each one of us and he wants us to call it out of each other. And we... We say we are here for one another's success. And the truth is that God is here for our success. Where we are weak, he is strong. And so we do what we were talking about over the summer. We daily lay ourselves down. We ask the Holy Spirit to fill us every morning. And we say, I will do whatever you leave me to do today. It's not about working hard. Don't think that you've got to like scurry around, work, and try really hard. It's about resting in him. And then you just, you watch and you look and you see where he is working. You go and join in with him. See, I know that God is bringing people across my path. and pointing them out to me and I need to be brave too. But this is why we get filled. We say, Holy Spirit, fill me. And then we go out in boldness. I had a man in Sainsbury's a little while ago. We were just in the queue and he started talking to me. And he said, Nobody likes me. I'm not worthy of anybody's time. And you know, you're like, oh, my life, that is such a lie. That is such a lie. That is not the truth. And I have the answer to that in Jesus. And then I was out walking and um, there was a lady doing her garden and she stopped me for a chat. And she said, I was a mistake. My mum told me that I was a mistake. And that is so not true either. God formed her. In her mother's room and fearfully and wonderfully made her. You know what? Both those times I didn't say a word. Like I said nice words, but I was too scared to say anything. Um and a few weeks ago I came away, I walked home from church. And Al had said while he was talking something like, I need to be more filled with the spirit for those over the fence conversations, for those small interactions out in the street and things. And I went home and I was like, oh, my life. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. God, I see what you're doing. I see that you're bringing people across my path. It's not even hard work. You bring them to me. They're there and they say a phrase that sticks out like you do the work for me. Well, that evening, one of our neighbors, um, the kids were out the back, and the na- one of our neighbors asked Rosie to come and get me so they could have a chat. And so he was telling me about a really hard family situation. Um, and whilst I was there, I was like, oh man, this is what I was talking about today. He even said over the fence, oh, I should pray for him. You know, you know reality hits. And um, I did. I prayed for him. And you know what? It was like it was a bit ridiculous. I didn't have good words because I was scared. Rosie was literally hanging off his neck, chatting to him. But what, what, is it that that matters? It's not good prayers that matter. It's not me looking good that matters. What matters is that you bring someone and introduce them to Jesus. So... So I wanted to say, small group leaders, let's make our groups a place where people can take risks. It's a good place for people to try things out. It's a good place because you can, sometimes we need a little, like, like a little teachable moment. And we need to be like, let's have a little chat about how you said that. And that is much better in a small group. Let's cultivate a culture where it is safe to take a risk and safe to make a mistake. Uh, last time Nigel spoke, he uh, gave, told us, reminded us of a prophecy Rob Davy gave in 2007. And I just want to read a few lines. This is one of those places where the angels will ascend and descend. This is a church. This church is called to be a church of the supernatural. You will see miracles regularly among you. Healings that were seen this morning will become a regular part. You will have a reputation as a church where miracles take place regularly. I think that's brilliant. I think that's brilliant. And that is, that is a promise of God for us. But it will take the Spirit. And it will take us taking a risk. Part of the power of these revelatory gifts is that they remind us who we really are. And they call us higher. Let's become known. As a people who remind people of their worth, God says he sees you and he wants to come into your situation and make a difference. Speaking words of life into someone and believing in them is powerful. Seeing that gold within someone and calling it out and treating them as if it is all over them at a time when they see nothing in themselves and they may be covered with guilt and shame and feeling like God could never use them is powerful. And not be that somebody Be someone who speaks life and calls into being the hidden gold. Let us be a people who, through the Spirit, empower others. And let's not, like, don't let this just be a nice, fuzzy speech. So what I would like to do is, like I read earlier, Paul says, eagerly desire the spiritual gifts. And so I would like you to be brave. And if you want to ask God for a gift or to go deeper into a gift, I would like you to stand up and we will pray and we will ask God. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it, give a few words of knowledge too. Thank you, God. Thank you that you're a God who knows us. Thank you that you do this wonderful thing, God, where you give us desires, you place desires in our hearts, you make us to be a certain way. And then you grant us the desires of our hearts. And I pray that you would do this for people now. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would just rest on each person. That you would go deep into their hearts. That you would instill courage and boldness in them. That you would whisper to them words of affirmation. That they can do this, Lord, because it is all about you. All things are from you and through you and to you. And we just lay ourselves down and give ourselves afresh to you today. I pray that you would lift each person up, show them the possibility, show them the the truth of the amazing things that can happen when they partner with you. Thank you that as we keep hearing continually this morning, we are partnering with the God whose name is above all names, the God for whom anything is possible. And we just rest in that today. Um, um. So I've, you can sit down if you want. I've got a few words of knowledge in a couple of different ways, actually. I got one by a dream, a really vivid dream, and I don't often dream at all. Um, so I will give these, and then I will hand over to Nick. Okay? Um, I had a picture, I had a picture of a load of cupcakes And I felt that there may be someone here who wants to start a business and God wants to speak to you about that. Um, Yesterday, my right knee was really sore. So somebody with an issue with their knee. Uh, I had a dream and it was such a vivid dream. Like it was, I don't dream very much really. So for me, it was pretty amazing. (laughs) It was funny though. So all of a sudden in this dream, Um, my lips swelled up really bad and turned blue, um, which in real life is not nice and it's not amazing. And also my fingers swelled up and they were like navy blue. And so for me, that speaks to me of allergies and circulation issues. But also, like when you're listening to someone give a word of knowledge, if they do not say the exact thing, that's Okay. If it speaks to you of something else, that's okay. God speaks to each of us differently. In that sense, we all have a different language, so don't worry about that. You respond as well. I had a picture of a bedroom, and like the, all, the whole space in the bedroom was taken up with like just stuff. It was a massive mess. And I felt like there was someone here, and you feel like you're too far gone. You're too much of a mess for God to even be able to sort out. But you know what, the trees, in the winter, the trees, are, like, the trees are all gnarly and bare, aren't they? But they are still beautiful. Song of Solomon 4 says, How beautiful you are, my darling, how beautiful. You are altogether beautiful and there is no blemish in you. And Phil read this out today as well, didn't he? No. What did you say? No. You are clean. It's gone right out of my head. Come away with me, you have made my heart beat faster. And that's God's message to you today. There is no mess that is too big for Him. Uh, And this, so so this is my being brave, okay? This is my being brave. (laughs) I know. So is there anybody here who's called Jamie? No? Oh, yes. Oh, gosh, yeah. Uh was there two people who put their hand up or just one? Ah okay, I can see you. Um does the name Jonathan mean anything to either of you? Yes. Uh who who is Jonathan? Your grandfather, okay. Um I and I just want to say so I'm going to say what I felt God was saying and like come and have a chat with... I have to go to the east, so come and have a chat with Nick. And if it means nothing to you, it means nothing, and that's okay. Um, I could see um, a gong. They're like massive symbol things that you whack, aren't they? I could see that. Um, and they're found in parts of the world like Burma and China. And I felt like God was saying that he's going to use you in that part of the world. And I could see... So from this gong... As you know, as you imagine the sound waves going out, that was how God's power was going to work through you and spread out. But come in, talk to Nick. <laughs> <laughs> so that's me. <laughs> that's God. <clears throat>